Welcome to Cultivation Conversation, a podcast for growers by growers. This will be unscripted, freewheeling conversation between two buds with different perspectives. We hope to shed some light on some of the often confusing and controversial topics in the world of cannabis cultivation, from planning and setup to germination and harvest, with everything else in between. We want you to sit back, relax, get something to smoke on, and enjoy the show. This should be fun. Thanks for listening. Fucking bust your balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we are for episode six of Cultivation Conversation. My name is The Real Green Monster. I'm here with my buddy, Captain Otto Flower, on a Tuesday night. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. How's everyone else out there in podcast land? Hold on, listen. Can you hear him? They just told us we're, they're doing fantastic. I heard. I think I heard everyone. Yeah. They, um, they said... Uh, they said that you shouldn't be drinking a steel reserve. Is what they said. <laughs> That's right. I'm drinking a steel reserve. It's for nostalgia. I, I was... can't get that off my mind. I don't know if you hit re- if you had hit record yet when when you had mentioned it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did. But listen, yeah, I w- I went to the store and I, I had in mind I was just gonna grab a beer, um, and I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen that in ages. So I grabbed one, All and right. it's just as terrible as I remember. It's the high gravity malt liquor, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it really, really brings the gravity. I'll yeah. Tell you that much. Oh but yeah. I remember messing with that and like the Saint Ides and the the Mickey's was always my favorite. Forty. That was that was good stuff. But uh. It just brought yeah, back no, some memories. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible though. It's just as it's, bad as I remember it. It sure is. It sure is. I mean, it's not a. Not something I remember fondly. I'm way more into talking about my uh, old experiences with the plant and all that stuff. So Yes, yes. It's one of the best things about it. You don't get a hangover. Exactly. Exactly. Well, sometimes, if you, especially with the edibles. If I eat too many edibles, forget about it. I'm, really? I'm, I'm done the next day. Yeah, like I, I'll just wake up and just be a useless bag of dust. Um <laughs> I, that's why Damn. I don't eat edibles too much because I always feel like it's never enough until it's too much. That is a good point. Yeah, I, see, I was just about to say I don't think I've ever really been like fucked up on edibles. I've gotten a nice buzz and and gotten really tired from them and gotten a great night's sleep. But uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever just really been blown out on edibles. Well, you'll have to <laughs> so. eat more next time. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Or, or I, I don't know if they just need to be made a little bit differently or what, but um, who knows? That's in the future. Actually, I think my wife might be making some downstairs as we speak. So Ooh, she went so far I can, away. I can smell them. Like <laughs> I can smell. I can smell some brownies. I gotta. Uh, must. I uh, wonder what which which uh, oil she's using. We got a couple strains in there. I know. So. Oh, you keep oil on hand. Uh, yeah, like two or three different ones. I know. Just from all the trim that we have after a harvest, um, we'll just like take. The stuff that's left over at the top of the trim bin, you know what I mean? Yep. And then put put that in a in a big freezer bag. Put that in the freezer, um, and that just keeps it keeps it fresh. And then as we have time, we'll take it out and 
make a batch of like uh, usually vegetable oil, but we do some coconut oil and stuff too. Um, nice. Yeah, it's just nice to have on hand, a couple different types and cook cook with it, man. I'll make like omelets on, on, on the weekends with it. It's great. Nice. I got to get into more a little bit making edibles. I've made gummies in the past and um, some brownies here and there, but I usually just don't. I don't. I don't commit to doing it, but it's something that I definitely want to do more. Because um, I, I feel like if I can get that, I've, I've been close to get that like perfect dose, um, where you just you know you have just the right amount where you're not like you know going to bed right away, but you still you know can feel that that body high you know yeah, that you're, you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, real nice, real nice body high. It's it's great for um, like after. Uh, like a workout or anything like that. If you have any muscle soreness or, I mean, just any, any pain of any type, it's, it's really what edibles are great for. Yeah. So. I mean, it'll definitely help you forget about it. That's for sure. Oh <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. You, what, you got anything going on in your garden at the moment? I got quite a few things going on. Um, oh, what's actually, up? what's up? Um, I just, due to, to kind of not, I wouldn't necessarily call it poor planning, just misplanning. Um, I'm resetting a bunch of different rooms all at once, and it's um, a lot of work. Uh, you always underestimate the time it's going to take to clean up, um, you know, get everything back to snuff, wipe down all your fans and the walls and the lights, um, and just get everything back to where you want to be to, uh, you know, ready for the next run. And yeah. then, you know, you multiply that by, like, whatever. You know, I mean, I, I got a lot of different rooms for a lot of different people, and I got some stuff going up myself, of course. And it it's just it's a constant, you know, revolving wheel. Don't get me wrong. I, I love what I do. I wake up every day with a smile on my face. and uh, But it, it is, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, it is. Now, are you one of those people who, when you when you clean a room... Do you take the fan out of the tent and disassemble the fan and clean all the parts, like wipe the blade down, wipe wipe the, the cage down and all that? Or you just go to the store, get a can of dust off, and spray that shit? Well, kind of both. Um, I, <laughs> okay. I, I don't... So I have an air compressor, and I usually just use that. Um, yeah, yeah. Charge that bitch up and then go to town. That's right. That's um, right. I'll blow everything off nice, um, and then you know if, if the the problem is sometimes um, it, certain runs for again for lack of a better words like they, they just may be dirtier, um, and you might have to to take it apart. But usually you can get in there with a good. Um, I like to use like old t-shirts, believe it or not, like you know cotton t-shirts. Um, mm-hmm. Get in there, wipe the blades down, wipe the cage down a little bit, spray it off, and, and it's good to go. But if you don't clean your fans, I, I, I feel like a lot of people don't. I, I've come into grows, and I just I'll turn the fan off, and there's like just covered like this layer of, of filth. And there's two yeah. things wrong with that. You know, one obviously it's filthy, but two that fan's still using the same amount of power, and you're getting less air movement because it can't move as quickly. So, yeah, it'll slow the slow the blade down, right? Yeah, and then wear out everything prematurely, and uh, that's yeah. how fans die, you know, quicker. I was seeing um, 
posts maybe a couple months back. I, I can't remember the, the particular brand, but it was like a little tent that clips onto a pole or a little fan that clips onto the pole in your tent and it's uh, oscillating. And they were starting fires, man. Like the, the wiring was faulty or something. And Ooh. you know, fa fans are uh, one of those things. Everyone's got them, they're essential. And it's actually tough to find a really good one for a grow tent, really like a, like a small one. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It, it's, there's, if anyone's got a engineering background out there, it's, it's a pretty good product idea, I would say. Well, let me tell you what I do. You can get those wall-mounted fans. Now, I'm not sponsored by these guys, but I, I, I just typically stick with one brand. It's the Hurricane. Was it Hurricane? Yeah. yeah, I knew you were going to say that. But how do you mount it onto a tent? That's my question. You're going to love this one, brother. So okay. you take the bracket that they give you for the wall, and it has holes in it, right? And then you zip tie that to the pole, and then underneath the bracket, you put a hose clamp so the bracket can't slide down. And boom, there's your wall-mounted fan in your tent. I know what you just said made sense, but I have such poor visual uh, orientation skills that I, that I can't even picture what you just said, but I know it's going to work, man, so get I'm going to buy, buy a fucking fan. hurricane fan. That's, now, that's, when you're that's, searching that's for them, try to get the ones I just... I recently just bought some new ones for someone, and they, they were there's a new polymer blade. And when I, when I took it out of the box, I was like, is, is this a fucking joke? I th it looked like a pretend fan. It's so, the blade is hmm. so thin and flimsy, um, but it's dishwasher safe. You can take that thing out and throw it in the dishwasher. Holy shit. And it doesn't break. Like, you could, like, stop it with a stick, and it's just going to bend. It's not going to break. Now you got the oscillating one, the yes. wall-mounted, and is it the 12-inch? Um, I, I try to go with the 16-inch. The, the, the 12s will do you just fine in a, in a tent. For a, for a 5 by 5 probably a 16, right? I mean, you might as well go bigger. It's really not that much of a price difference. When, I, when I've compared them anyway, yeah. you're looking at $15, $20. Um, you can usually get like a 2-pack for like $80, bucks, um, hmm. 90 bucks tops. It's worth the investment, you know? Like, it's one of those things you hate to spend money on, but at the same time... They're the only ones I've had that didn't die. I'm using one of those tower fans at the moment, and it's it's really it works great, and it gets a nice like uh like a canopy, um, basically like a big, um, lep, I don't know like a two foot layer of 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 uh, wind that's just blowing through the tent. Makes the whole canopy just rustle around real nice. Those have always um, been intriguing to me. I haven't pulled just, the trigger on one. It takes up floor space is the only thing. Like it's, I was at a point maybe a couple days ago where I, I, I was corner to corner with 13 plants in that tent. And I was just, <laughs> I was cursing this, this fan because it, it takes up the size of a pot, man. Yeah. The, the base of it's about the size of a five gallon pot. That's precious real estate. And it sure is. And you're, you know, you're paying to light it and, and all that stuff. So yeah, if you can, if you can manage to keep the fans above the canopy and, uh, get, get it done that way, I think you're better off, but 
That's something I'll have to look into for sure. If so, you're telling me there's a way. Oh, it's it's so super simple. Just pull the trigger and, and then measure the diameter of your pull. It doesn't have to be exact with a ruler or something or a tape measure. Um, and go to the hardware store and get a hose clamp that's going to fit around that pole. And then you just okay. tighten, the, it's, tighten the hose clamp, put the bracket uh, on the pole, zip tie it to the pole. Um, now the zip tie, you can also even, I've done this too, if I, if I don't have a, a hose clamp, I zip tie it to the pole and just put a layer of duct tape on the bottom so it can't slide down. That'll still get nice. you to, to... I've seen people use dog crates as well, like you zip tie a dog crate to the top of your dog crates yeah like a wall to a dog crate you, you use a uh, okay you know what i mean like that as like your wall zip tie that to yeah the yeah content. lots of different ways to, to get what are you doing thing. like eating a bag of chips over there or um, something i'm actually taking out a nug of some slurricane and packing my bottle <laughs> okay all right that's that's an acceptable answer <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah. Um, all right, man. That's that's awesome. Uh, this there's always a. I've seen people do it, but I just never, never quite understood how how it was done. So. Nah, you cool. can make it happen. That's what's up. What um, about you? What, uh, besides the uh, fan dilemma, what else you got going on? Um, let's see. Um, still just running the five by five. Um, trying to keep the temperatures cool up there over the summer. Um running the one one tent seems to be more than enough um but yeah a lot of autos i got i got three right now in the closet awaiting a chop um and i got six that are between the ages of like 30 days and 35 days and these things are already like almost two and a half feet tall you know maybe two feet by two feet each they're taking up a two by two piece of real estate each beautiful um, sounds like they're yeah, off to I a mean, good they, start they're off to an amazing start I've, I've never really seen them like this at this stage I, they're going to be monsters man i don't know there's a couple different things that it, it might be but i really can't say what it is for sure but um yeah, they're just they're growing like like weeds. <laughs> so you've changed up your growing technique slightly. Slightly, yeah. I just um, what I really wanted is to get big, big plants. Um, I, I I have enough light in my tent that I find I don't have to do much training in in the way of canopy ma maintenance. Uh, light will penetrate. To the bottom buds i don't get too much lar from my plants at all and the better strategy for me is just to let them grow big um and, I, and with the i think it's because of the red light maybe i get this internodal spacing on these things that's like three inches sometimes yeah so i've noticed that myself with, with the high amounts of red yeah, they they stretch up real nice, and I, I like that. I like that. Um, you know, some people don't, but um, yeah, it just it gets them up there. And the top buds are always, of course, going to be getting the most light. Um, but yeah, it really does seem to penetrate, and just looks great, man. Yeah, you can't huge, stunt huge on those lower buds, though. 
Um, I've seen a lot of times, depending on the strand, sometimes even the lower ones are, are more frost covered than the top ones. A hundred percent. And they're good for something at least. I mean, you can wash them, you can press them. Um, yeah, they're not going to be as dense as the tops, but uh, bottoms are, are are where it's at, man. You can fill jars with your bottoms too. It's no no worries. No. Not at all. Bro. So yeah, no, these things are 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 just exploding right now, and it might be the um, you know distance that I'm keeping the lights from the plants. I'm I'm putting the lights all the way at the top of the tent. Nice, brother. That's how I And I'm letting yeah, I'm, I'm putting these plants in there when they're actually the two that I. The two youngest ones have been under the reds from the get-go, but usually I'll bring them in when they're like two weeks, three weeks old. Um, and that just makes them grow really fast from that point. Uh, we'll see what happens with the younger ones that have been getting the red from the start. Uh, I've never done it before, but it uh, shouldn't be a problem. They're just They seem to be liking it so far. Um, but yeah, no, the, I, it... It definitely could be the reds. It also could be, um, I'm using this stuff called insect frass. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I know people use it a lot in uh, soil and, and organic grows, um, but yeah. definitely not my uh, specialty. Tell me a little bit more. It's, um, so I met, I met a guy at like a cannabis festival who was, who was selling it. He owns a company like locally. Um, had a really cool logo on the bag and I, I just kind of went over to the, to the tent and started talking to the guy and, um, it's basically just insect poop is what it is. And, and it's a organic fertilizer. Um, but the real cool part about it is it has this stuff in it called chitin. Um, now I, again, I'm no scientist, but from what I understand, chitin uh, makes a plant think that it's being attacked by insects in a sense and and it'll grow for its life for lack of better better words it's just kind of like starts exploding with growth because it's under the impression that there's bugs all around like kind of creepy when you think about it but uh there's like, there's bugs all over me oh my god <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's these things are are responding to it. Uh, I, I I'm seeing the difference. I I will say, and it's it's kind of acting as my nitrogen right now too. Like it has has a little bit of that, and I like to you know weed them off the nitrogen a little bit earlier than some people. Yeah, well, in my experience, that that's a good thing. The nitrogen will definitely screw up your, your flavor of, of the product. It will give you smaller buds. Um, the plants are gonna they're gonna mature a little bit quicker, um, and you're just gonna end up with a much less desirable product, in my experience, anyway. Really, it makes it taste different. That's yeah, because if you're pushing that plant hard in flower with nitrogen, which it really doesn't even need that much of. Um, mm. And, uh, well, you know, the thing about it is I use a one part all the way throughout uh, my whole grow. So 
the I, I believe the I should know this but off the top of my head. I think Megacrop is nine six seventeen, and um, I'm using that the whole through right. through the whole grow. So it's it's uh, you got to be careful. You could push the plant with a little bit too much nitrogen if you're not careful. But that, so that's a nine nine six seventeen. If like you're just finding what the lowest common common denominator, then that's that's like a like a three two. Five, three, two, six, something like that. Yeah, I'd have I'd have to do the math. I, I'm um, not I'm not real sure. I don't know why they put it that way. I guess because there's a 17 in it. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so the I mean the trick with that is obviously you know I'm a synthetic guy, so I just use you know more Bloom Booster in uh, in flower to, to achieve the numbers that I'm looking for. But you. Uh, it's a it's kind of a fine line using a one part like that can kind of uh you gotta you gotta learn how to dial it in it took me a little while to be honest with you, to, to get it the way i i wanted it yeah i know a lot of people who use and swear by that mega crop um i, I have some waiting upstairs I, someone sent me some and uh, i really wanted to try it it looks great um and i i you know, I, something about a product that can burn my plants just kind of makes me feel like I'm giving them drugs. Like I can, like overdose, you know what I mean? Like they can <laughs> overdose on it. It's, uh, I, I, that's kind of why I like organics too, is um, at least with the stuff I use, you can't burn them with that stuff. They're just going to take what they need and the rest stays in the soil and it's just kind of wasting money if 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 anything you can burn with organics it's harder to do per se but you can do it yeah i mean yeah you really gotta you really gotta try put it that way you really gotta try yeah but um you can you can i um i shouldn't use absolutes because you certainly can certainly uh, it's it's a lot more forgiving at least and I'm not the kind of guy who likes to anything that reminds me of a like a laboratory setting in my garden I try to avoid so you know pH meters <laughs> weird me out I'm the exact P- opposite P- yeah ppm monitors I don't want any of it I just want Dude, I'm smiling so hard right now, like, and I can, because it's like I'm the exact opposite. Like, <laughs> it's like literally it's funny, the, the exact opposite. Like not like, you know, um, I'm weird about it. So like, all right, I mix my cow mag, or if I'm using silica, I'll throw that in first, right? But uh, mm-hmm. let's say I, I'll I'll mix my cow mag in, and then I'm sticking my meter in to see how much cow mag I've added. All right, boom, I'm at the number I want. Like that's how I know how much that i've put in it, it's all based on my meter and so your ppms are like EC. extremely important oh EC. all right EC well is what it, ppm use. is just a conversion of ec so yeah 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 for instance um the most common scale we use here is the 500 scale so if i say one ec that's 500 ppm gotcha and it's just gotcha. that way it's easy for people to just convert it like you're literally just cutting the number in half basically an ec as far as i understand it stands for electrical conductivity correct it's a, a measure of the dissolved solids in in your water basically yeah a, i'm not a, a scientist whole. either but basically yes and 
the reason why I like EC over PPM is because your PPM meter, or not yours per se, but any PPM meter, they're just using a, a mathematical equation of EC to get you to PPM. Gotcha. I don't know why. There's a lot of people that are just scared of EC for some reason. I think it's because it's just new. Um, hmm. But and it's going to be a more accurate measurement because it's not going to have to convert it. And here's the other side of that coin. There is different PPM scales. You could end up with a pen that might be on a PPM 700 scale uh, when you think you're on a 500 scale. And that can throw your numbers all off. Now you're like, well, you really don't know where the hell you're at. You're just guessing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, a tangent for another thing. But, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's me. I, I, I'm sticking my meter in, like, okay, boom. I'm at, like, 0.5 uh, cal mag. Perfect. Now I have my base. Boom. What What's the number? That's how I know if I've added yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you, you know exactly, like, what PPM or, I'm sorry, what EC you want to be at in, in like, a certain stage of growth for a certain strain that you're growing and all that stuff just to dial it in like it's i'm i'm the total opposite man i just like um i i have measured i have a little it is it does measure ppm so i have no idea if it's based on the 500 or the 700 99 percent of them are the 500 scale all right so yeah it came with it came with uh like a, a zero water filter i got from like target it's a little charcoal water water filter those actually work really well on a small scale it takes the the water down to zero ppm like a fucking uh ro filter no lie yeah but um there was issues with that but we could get into calcium issues magnesium issues but you know you have micronutrient issues obviously you just have to treat it like ro water that's that's the bottom line and uh yep you gotta remineralize yeah, I didn't really know that, so not a, not a necessary component. But what what were we even talking about before I went off and left field nutrients. about the nutrients in the? All right, so yeah, I was when I measured the EC, but I used the PPM meter in my organic feed. It was hitting like three point two K, man. Like it was like off the charts, and I was like um this is way too much you know like according to what i hear on most people's you know podcasts and how how the instagram posts and whatever i the way i hear most people grow they're like oh i like to hear, keep it in like the 800 range and all that stuff I'm like three thousand's way too much but i'm following the feed chart like i'm 99.9 percent certain that i just followed the feed chart of the product that i'm using like shouldn't be a problem you know and i gave it to him i was just like you know f it just see what happens and and i gave it to him the first time and then they loved it <laughs> it's just because it's it's organic it's a completely different like you don't really worry about ec in the same way it's uh i don't know it's it's a completely different world man but no it definitely I, I, is it definitely is like i do take that mindset approach too because I grow with like like with a synth synthganic method, I guess you could gotcha. say. Um, you know, I do use some compost teas and stuff like that towards the end. Um, but I have to be careful too using organics in the autopot system. It, you, know, you got to be real careful. You know what you're sending can, through those lines. You clog um, them up a bit. Yeah, right? yeah. So I've uh, recently upgraded most of 
the uh, systems I run to the new 3 8 line um, that allows you to run organics probably a little bit easier. So I haven't really tested much, but um, nothing against these guys. Uh, but I, I tried running Foop uh, in, in the Autopots. It didn't work out too well. It didn't um, like it. No. my I ended up with, with clog lines. Um, Foop turned into goop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... And just for me, like, I'm sure it's a great product, but it would be way too expensive for me to, to run or grow with it, you know. Um, and I really wanted to like it because it's organic. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, it seems like a, a good product for, I mean, home grow. The starter pack interested me. I'm not going to lie. I was like, all the all the um, micro uh, microbes that come with it, uh, it's, it's kind of all in one. Dude, I spent like... Not even gonna lie, probably two hours chatting with him on Instagram, the owner, and because uh, my background um, for like one of my hobbies is, is fish tanks, so the product okay. really intrigued me, and um, you know I, I wanted him to know the ins and outs of it. And he he was very upfront and and honest, and I mean look they they even sent me out a sample pack for, for nothing. Nice. It was it was awesome. And uh, I really wanted to like it, but it just didn't. It didn't work just didn't for jive it, with not, the Autopods. Not with the Autopods. Maybe in the in the three eighth lines, and I'll have to you know test it out again on a on a small scale. But yeah, it it didn't work out too well for me anyway. Now I heard Autopods have like a new valve that's supposed to work. Yeah, that's that's what I was just saying. So it's a three eighths. They go from a quarter inch to three eighths, and that's a big jump. Um, so I can see that working much better. Um, the quarter-inch lines do have a tendency to clog if you're not mixing your nutrients well enough or if you don't flush the lines. And when uh, when I say flush the lines, people get intimidated by that. It's like, oh, man, like, how do I do that? Well, you, you always, use like an enzyme or something. Right? No, nah, not even. I mean, all you literally have to do, so at the end of the run of line that goes to your pots, you just open up the valve. Um, it's like a little ball valve. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're, gonna, you're flushing all the the backup or whatever that's in the lines so that it doesn't make its way to your to your valves and as long as you're doing that every couple of days or at least once a week you'll be fine but if you okay. don't do that then yeah you'll you'll get some clogs oh interesting auto pots have always interested me I'm not gonna lie I just the organics that i run uh like are hard enough to mix with even like hot water and like shaking it in a mason jug vigorously so in order for me to put that stuff in a reservoir and have it run through a line like i'd need some sort of uh they have those like magnetic stirrers you ever see those things yeah um like, i usually just run a recirculation pump so i'll just put like a submersible pump at the bottom and then I run tubing all the way up the side of the res and then come down with an elbow. So the water, it's like a waterfall effect into the reservoir. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you some oxygen and keeps the water circulated. Um, I, you know, there are people that run super soil with uh, the auto pots. And, uh, yeah, but don't, don't they just water only then, right? Yep, yep. Um, but with your so method I, there... Yeah, yeah. I have like a, I have like a little bit of a... It's a wettable powder that I yep. add in addition to, like, a super soil. Because I'm not using a big pot. That's the thing. With a lot of these organic methods, they they require a big 
big pot and I like to keep it to five gallons. So um, I do add this wettable powder on top of a super soil and then supplement that even with, uh, you know, some, some nectar for the God stuff, but it's, uh, it should be all able to run through a line if you just keep it well mixed. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I got a tip for you for mixing, you know, those little hand blenders, like I forget what the hell you call them. Um, you know, the hand mixers basically, um, little stick mixer little like, stick mixer um I have no I'm, I'm, idea dude i don't even know what about. the hell they're called hold on like a like a like a spoon no it's like a <laughs> wooden like spoon it, in the restaurant industry they call them boat motors because it's just like a um it's like a little like mixer electronic mixer with like a beater bar Hand blender. There we go. That's what it's called. A hand blender. Yes, yes. I know. Okay. I know Sorry. this term. I'm terrible. Ter- I'm terrible. Because <laughs> um, I just go to the store and grab it. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, that's what I need. I just give me. I was like, a stick mix. All right. I yeah. should have known. I should have known. This is going to be a great podcast. I love these random uh, bullshit a episodes. stick mixer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Uh, that's funny, though. That's all right. So, grab like an immersion those. blender. That's that's, that's the proper name for it. Bam! Thank you. Yeah. Captain, I know Captain, what you mean. coming through. Yes, an immersion blender, one of those motherfucking things. Yeah, that'll right. get it done. You're yeah. right. That's what I use at all my gross, right. and it's game changer because I use the powder. Remember, um, so I gotta be able to get that mixed quickly. Yeah. Sorry, right. mega crops like that too, right? Yep. Um, yep. And then um, I've also just used a regular old, you know, shitty, you know, twenty-five dollar Walmart blender. I'm just a regular blender. Throw it in there and <laughs> chop it up and go to town. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm going to do it eventually. Um, that's, that's the plan in the fall. And I'm going to be running some photos in the 3x3. Three three, nice. You didn't, he- you didn't hear that from me. No. Who did I hear it from then? <laughs> it's, you heard it from Admiral Photo Peary. Oh, that son of a bitch. My, that elusive. My nemesis. Yeah. Can't wait to see that guy. <laughs> he's... he's I had to had to get away from his his command. He's a he's a cruel dictator, but he grows a hell of a plant. I'll tell you that much. Um, dude. Um, what was I even gonna say about the the auto pots? What day do you usually turn them on when you're using them? Like That's when... a loaded question. But generally speaking, hold on, let me clear this bong. Um, I'd say. 10 to 14 days. Okay, good. Good. Here's the I thing, though, with, someone, with cocoa, though. I, just, so, I shouldn't have done it, but I advised someone to start them on, like, day 12. And I was like, the, the, the they different, look like they the, can handle it. Depending yeah. on the medium you're using, too. Like, for instance, cocoa, that's just going to wake up no matter what. And even if that plant's, like, a midget, it it's going to be okay. Uh, yeah. In most cases. Not all the time. Um, but with soil peat based, it can get hydrophobic sometimes and gotcha. uh, have a harder time, you know, wicking up the, the water. The plants looked healthy and, you know, they're vigorous enough. I thought, I thought they'd be able to like kind of reach for, for the bottom. They'd, they'd want that bottom, bottom watering a little bit too, but so does it saturate the whole medium or just the bottom? just the bottom but it's going to wick up and um 
so the top you'll see the tops though the tops will stay will be bone dry now here's the thing with with auto pots um this is where i think a lot of people go wrong um actually so um if you're bottom feeding right especially with with synthetics the salts where are they going to go right they're going up mm -hmm. into the upper parts of the medium where they're not affecting the plant now a lot of people like to top water and then what's happening is you're literally flushing those salts back into the gotcha. to the root zone and then you're going to have some problems now there's nothing wrong with if let's say if you wanted to take it out of the the tray and flush it from the top that way while well, you're flushing water through you're not giving it a chance to sit in the in the you know feeder roots at the bottom but yeah generally speaking don't top water at all uh once you get them bottom feeding uh just conti continue to bottom feed you, if you so, want to add like a tea or something just add it to the tray what i like to do is uh, i kind of go nuts with it i'll i have a secondary reservoir for all of my uh spots like just a little five gallon bucket modified to fit into the tubing of the auto pots if I want to run like a tea, compost tea or something like that, uh, or microbes, because yeah. I don't like microbes to sit in the reservoir too long. They just, they generally don't work out too well that way. Yeah, they want to be in the soil usually. Yeah, That's, yeah. That's their home. Exactly. Now, I know <laughs> that there's like liquid-based uh, microbes, um, but I still question how long that they're really supposed I feel like you want to get those into the root zone within 24 hours of sitting in the res. That's just how I feel. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I guess they're, you know, they they come in solution a lot of times, and they're made to. I don't know. It depends what product you're using. Again, I, it, it all depends. The ones that I use, I know, want to be in the root zone asap. So, I believe you are correct on that. Yep, yep. Now I'm not really super loyal to micro brands. I do have a couple that I stand by. But if um, I'm always down to try new micro products, that's one of the only things that I will, you know, mix up with my routine. I'm, I'm pretty religious yeah. with everything else I use, but I, I will um, that and different kelp products. Um, All right. I know there's been some uh, talk recently about kelp and yada yada yada, but I mean I, I've been using it hey, for years. It and, works, man. And, yeah, yeah, it I works. It. It's uh, it's one of those things. It's tried and true, you know. Just um, you know, in some applications, it it doesn't make sense. I guess if you're if you're getting tested, like in a a state-run uh, massive grow for like a medicinal operation, and you're getting tested for heavy metals, might be something you want to be concerned about. But for any home grower, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's gonna preclude you from growing the clean, cleanest, best medicine possible if you're using kelp man that's not in my world but uh i don't know there's there's a, a whole other episode about like you know uh what's the what's the word um sustainability of inputs and all that stuff uh it's yeah and i mean there's so much i think a lot of that too is speculation or beliefs and like I mean, you could have one person, they could tell you one thing, and they believe in it so strongly that that's, that's, that's gospel to them. And I just, I don't, I try not to go one way or the other. You know, I, I just, I stick with what works for me, and I know it works. And Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, as long as I'm not hurting anybody or myself, 
then I'm going to continue to do what, with what I with what I Yeah, do. I just kind of look at There's no free lunch, you know, no matter how you look at it. And, yeah. Um, however organic you want to go, I mean, literally unless you're running like a closed loop system on your own homestead where you're making your own worm castings and got your own chicken poop and all this stuff like it your your stuff's being shipped in from somewhere it, it, it's there's a cost you know no matter how you look at it so um you know just be as green as possible be as local as possible but at the end of the day yeah you're you're a consumer and and so is your garden so you're there's there's no getting around it no, no, definitely not. You know what really intrigues me, though, is, like, I, I, I don't want to say, like, newer techniques, but they're more coming to um, fruition as far as, like, people using them. And it's like, K&F, I think, is super intriguing oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. There's so many different, like, uh, sprays and stuff like that that you can make organically with what you have laying around your house. Um, that uh, That type of stuff really intrigues me because... I like to include a lot of organic stuff into uh, into my routine. You know, there's no reason why you can't. There's really not. Like you said, the synganic is often um, one of the best methods. Uh, I've seen some amazing grows using a combination of you know best best practices from both worlds combined. Um, they, it does work out. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, this guy on uh, Instagram, like KNF Gardens, I think his name is. You ever you ever see his account? Probably. Man, check it out. But, uh, like, so, some of the, the most healthy-looking plants um, that I've seen, like, and he uses all his own, you know, homemade inputs. Um, they do, oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually following him indigenous microorganisms that kind of stuff like the knf thing is is super interesting and uh, i feel like that's uh it requires a deep deeper level of understanding of the plant before you can get into that kind of stuff um you know i'll, I'll get there eventually yeah i mean uh yeah, I actually just pulled up his page. He's got some crazy content on here. Ah, yeah, dude, it's uh, I mean, unreal, and it's like he does he does classes and stuff. I don't, I'm not I'm not promoting this guy at all. I don't know nothing about him other than he has a nice Instagram page, but um, he seems to know what he's talking about. And uh, if you're interested in learning techniques, he's out there preaching it. So nice. Yeah, man, it's 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 there's a whole lot of cool stuff coming online. The the K and F's just one of them, and uh, yeah, it's definitely an avenue to to keep an eye out for. Righteous. All right, man, uh, we've been going for a while. This was a good, uh, fun episode here. Just kind of just catching yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, um, little filler. We got a couple cool things coming up too. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really uh, having fun doing this, and uh, it's it's. The, the feedback's been awesome so far, and that has. that makes it even you know more fun to do. Uh, lots of people want to be on the show, and uh, for those of you we haven't gotten back to yet, believe me, we're we're getting there. We got lots of people lined up, um, and we do plan on on having you know the the, the show was started in mind with having people 
um, as guests on the show, uh, more than just me and Captain uh, yes, sir. bullshitting around. Uh, although this is fun, and uh, uh, we feel like it'd be a lot more fun. Oh, with, we uh, can we can do it. We could do this all day, but there could we could definitely bring in some some different voices and keep it nice and casual, and just uh, ask about what's going on in their gardens. We want to hear from them. Yeah. So uh, feel free to, to hit us up um, at cultivationconversation.com. You can o- head over to the, to the tab there and fire us a question. Um, ask to be on the show, uh, whatever. Uh, just make sure you uh, leave us your email so we can get back to you. Yeah. Just have like a, maybe a topic in mind, something interesting you think you might want to talk about. Um, yeah, use the use the voice message thing too on on Instagram. It's not not a bad thing. It is a a, a voice based show, so have to know that you can at least speak uh, fluent English and <laughs> you know have a understandable voice and all that stuff. So you don't slur your words too much. None of that. So. <laughs> Gotta gotta be vetted slightly. That's all. That's yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me, uh, we're not we're not looking for road scholars by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no. You don't. No, not that's not what I'm saying by any stretch of the imagination. You can be as stoned as you want for the interview or whatever, or or the, uh, but you know, at least gotta gotta be able to make sense of what you're talking about somewhat. So that's all. Yeah. Um, also, you can follow us at cultivation.conversation over on Instagram, um, Captain Autoflower, uh, at Captain Autoflower on Instagram. Myself is at That's The Real me. Green Monster, M-O-N-S-T-A. Uh, this is uh, the end of episode six. Please make sure to uh, like, follow, and subscribe. It's free to you guys. It helps us out with the algorithm, getting more people to listen to the show. Um, the more people that listen, the more fuel that we get. Uh, to keep doing this because we know if people are listening then uh, we want to keep making shows so. yep amen so uh, tell a friend tell a grower that you know about the show and uh, we'll talk to you next time Green Monster over and out uh, adios later guys <laughs> <laughs>